December 7, 1941 is a day that lives in infamy. For those of us who watched the horrendous events unfold on September 11, 2001 by evil men intent on destroying our country, that day is also a day of infamy. Take a few minutes out of your day, September 6th through the 9th, and hear the stories of a few who remember that day. We will never forget. Hi, my name is Michelle. And on September 11th, I was actually at home, um, at my home in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And uh, I was a flight attendant at the time. I worked for Northwest Air, which is now Delta. And I was stationed in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I actually had wanted to be flying that day. I wanted to work that day. But because of labor laws at the time, I couldn't work for more than 11 days in a row. And so because of that, I was forced to take the day off on September 11th. Uh, so I was at home and I was getting ready to actually take a drive up to Duluth because I'd never been there before. And I needed to be away from the house because it was actually uh, my parents' house and they were going, they were trying to sell it and there was gonna be an open house that day. So they wanted me not in the house. So I was gonna take a trip up to Duluth and uh, was getting ready to leave and my mom called. And she had a job at the local school and she called and she said, uh, you need to turn on the news. Um, and she said, a, a plane has hit the World Trade Center. And I thought, you know, maybe this was like a, a pass, like a small Cessna, like a, someone's personal plane. Um, when she first said that, kind of meandered over into the other room and turned on the news and was just absolutely not prepared for what I was about to see. And I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember whether I came in right before the second plane hit. I think I did. Because at first it was like watching the first tower on fire. And I think a lot of people thought, okay, that's a terrible accident. And then that second plane hit. And I knew immediately that we were under attack. And it was such a, you know, in my lifetime, I was probably 21, 22 at the time, you know, I had not lived through war, at least not significant. And so we are under attack was overwhelming. And I was glued to that TV the rest of the day. And I was scared for my family, even though we were in Minneapolis, you know, um, not really affected directly, by what was happening I was afraid because it was like what's next what's going to happen and my dad actually worked at the Pentagon several times uh, we had lived in Washington DC for a couple of years and even though we didn't live there anymore my dad was still going there on occasion and I honestly didn't know where he was <laughs> so for you know for a brief moment I was afraid that my dad was in DC at the Pentagon but he wasn't um, but I mean that day just I, when my parents were growing up, you know, you, it was like they talked about, they knew where they were when JFK was shot. This was the same thing for me. I knew that this would be that, you know, I would always know where I was on 9-11. And, and my child, who is now 16, has asked me about it several times. And it's relaying the day to him is, it's, it's still pretty clear in my head. And, um, you know, soon after by the end of the day, it kind of dawned on me that 
things were not going to be the same as a flight attendant. And that had always been my dream career. And I had actually only started in April. So I had only been flying for a couple of months and I still really enjoyed it, was having a great time. And so it kind of, like I said, it started to dawn on me that, oh my gosh, what's going to happen for my career? Because all of the planes were grounded and it was like, what does that mean? And so as the days went on, I obviously didn't work. You know, there was the, all the planes were still grounded. They were grounded for three to four days afterwards, as I recall. And so I think it was the fourth day um, they got a hold of me and they, you know, it was like, okay, it's time to start flying again. And so it was pretty little nerve wracking to kind of go back to the job and go, okay, is it safe? Um, you know, who knows what could happen? Um, but I, I resumed flying and of course things changed where, you know, the, um, the cockpit was now locked and secured and you could not just come in and out of the cockpit like you could before. And um, I'll never forget though, that one of my flights did take me back to New York and it was probably only a week or two after 9-11 and security was really cracking down on everything and they confiscated my tweezers and I thought for starters I'm crew um and b what am I gonna do with a pair of tweezers but they insisted and they confiscated my tweezers but I don't think they understand either that you know as flight attendants we were actually trained on how to make impromptu weapons on a flight. Back in the day, this, you know, this back in the day, people had CDs on the plane. We were taught to break a CD in half and use it as a sharp object if need be. So it was like, you're taking away my tweezers that I couldn't possibly do any damage with, but I can make a weapon out of a couple of things on the plane, but okay you know, and I didn't want to argue. And it was just like, okay, I understand, you know, we really are dotting our I's and crossing our T's there. Um, and then it was on September 22nd, I believe. And for whatever reason, there was some chatter going around, not just, you know, between flight attendants, but I mean, like on the news that they were saying, you know, okay, now it's been 10 days. And it was, there was talk of something else was going to happen. I remember that and thinking, okay, what could happen, you know? And I flew from Minneapolis to Reno, but I was one of the newer flight attendants. So new flight attendants always start out on reserve duty, meaning, you know, when another flight attendant calls in sick, that's what a reserve flight attendant will step in and do the job. And so there was a lot of uh, schedule changes throughout. You just kind of had to be open for everything. And so I was supposed to go back to Minneapolis, but they stopped me in Reno and they said, nope, you're getting on a different flight and you're going to New York City. And so I was, okay, we're going to New York City. And so we went from Reno to New York City on a 757. I can't remember how many passengers fit on a 757. There were probably only 20 people on this flight. The plane was almost empty. Um, and this was an astonishing experience. Uh, as we were 
getting close to New York City, the pilot got on the overhead and said that he had gotten special permission to take a different route and was able to take us right over ground zero as we were coming in. So we flew over ground zero um, and really at a low altitude. We were really low. Um, it's, you know, we were probably, I want to say four to 5,000 feet. I could be way off though, but it just seemed like I could look down and, you know, it was still smoking and it was lit up like a baseball field. And I tell you, there was not a dry eye on that plane. Um, we were all just, you know, basically took a moment of silence and just couldn't believe what we were seeing. And I'll just, I'll never forget that flying over it, just pile of rubble, still smoking people down there tirelessly working, just, just broke my heart, just absolutely broke my heart. And, uh, it was probably only a couple of weeks later that I got the call that I was being furloughed. So, um, I was, cause again, I was still relatively new. And, uh, so my last day I think was somewhere in end of September, early October, which was a bummer. Cause you know, that is really what I had wanted to do. Um, and <laughs> They made us turn in our uniforms and on all of our luggage and everything that we'd had to pay for. Um, they made us turn all of that in because they didn't want, you know, us posing as flight attendants, you know, again, for security reasons and such. Um, but they did bring a lot of us actually back over the Christmas holiday for a temporary time. Um, and so I flew Christmas Eve the day before and the day after. Um, and then again, I had to turn in all my uniforms and everything. And, and, uh, after that, um, that was it for me actually with Northwest. Um, I did end up getting a job with a sister airline of Northwest's, which is a totally unknown airline called champion. And I flew with them for probably six months. So they eventually went down and I was furloughed from them as well. And, uh, if I had been given the opportunity to return to flying, I would have, but uh, I, I soon kind of, after being furloughed from Champion, I actually went back to the company that I'd worked for in Colorado before I'd become a flight attendant. And my life just kind of continued on that direction. And I eventually got married and had a kid. And by then it was like, you know, I, um, it really, you know, changed the trajectory of my life which again is not to lessen what happened to those that were affected that were there and especially the family members of the people there, like how their lives were so affected. But, you know, for someone like me, it, it really changed the direction of where I was heading as well.